Oh my god, listeners, I just watched Becca use a empty bowl of popcorn as a spittoon. <laughs> I didn't spit the kernel out. I was going to and then it wasn't happening, so I took it out of my mouth. Even more disgusting. Okay, ready? <laughs> 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 the sound that that just made right into the mic. This shit is. Oh my god! Already, already. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ready? One, two. Hi, welcome to Rockstart Sucks. My name is Carl Kuhn. You may know me from my various music projects, Museum Mouth, comma, Gay Meat, comma, uh, excuse me, or my slight involvement with the band Say Anything. Hi, my name is Becca. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) There was a fruit fly flying straight towards my eyeball just then, if you're wondering what that was. You're wondering why Sally Becca was 10 feet away from the mic suddenly, because she was. Um, Becca, do you have a fun fact today? I'll tell you what I'm drinking today. Uh, lime plus watermelon. Aha. Uh-huh. Sparkling water. That's really, that sounds delicious. It's really refreshing. It's really refreshing. I was going to say. Um, <laughs> okay, and the two of us are gathered here today on Zoom to discuss a little album called Bring It Back by the band Mates of State. Uh, this record came out in... 2006, March 21st. On Miss Barsook Records, which is... Excuse me, I can't stop I'm burping. <laughs> oh my god, what is wrong with us today? We're drinking carbonated beverages right now. It is. I'm drinking a watermelon white claw, which is not... I have a weird relationship with this particular flavor because I I like it, but I can only drink like one. And typically when you're drinking White Claw, you're trying to drink like 100. Why can you only drink one? After one, the flavor is like kind of disgusting to me. It's like a little repulsive. Hmm. Interesting. It's strange. And I love watermelon flavored things. I don't know if there's something up with this particular beverage. Um, But okay, so bring it back by Maids of State. Really, really amazing album. I totally forgot existed until Becca recommended we do it this week. Um, I can't, I truly could not tell you what life was like when I discovered this band, but I know it was with this album. I think this might have been a CD that was just on the racks at our local music store in downtown Wilmington called CD Alley. And I think that I really liked the cover art. I was intrigued by, um, what is this? It's a, a, a pick of the, the two of them. They're a couple. Um, it, I was intrigued by Jason Hamill, the drummer, um, being in a full beat of makeup, looking like literally what we could only refer to now as Alaska Thunderfuck. Um, I think I was just intrigued by all of this. I was like, what is this? And bought it and ended up really loving it and then working backwards through this band's discography and falling madly in love with the cutest couple known to mankind mm-hmm. the cover is so good it's so good the grain of the photograph and the grain on the blue background and the fact that the photograph is seemingly cut out and put on that background mm-hmm Amazing. And that's just the photo. That's just like truly the background. The text is also so good with the two transparent colors, the solid white of the of 
Bring It Back by Mates of State is just really good album art, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to recreate that mm. for, like, a wedding photo. Oh, my God. That's so cute. That'd be so good. Have I told you about my iconic wedding pics idea? No. Oh, my God. I feel I almost feel nervous to talk about this on the podcast. If someone steals this idea from me, I will literally kill myself. But, um, you know, the pictures of, like, um, dogs playing poker... Mm-hmm. I have it I, as a paint by numbers right now. In okay, my cute. Love that. I well, I want to do. <laughs> I want to do pics of like, um, like the groomsmen or like the bridal party, whatever you want to call it, because obviously I'll be getting gay married. I want to do pics of us dressed as dogs playing poker. <laughs> as for like what me and my bride or me and maybe Nick O'Reilly or someone would be dressed as, it doesn't really matter. But like, I most definitely have to get pics of some crew of friends for the wedding dressed as dogs playing poker. Okay. Okay. You don't seem like you love this incredibly camp idea. No, it sounds great. It sounds amazing. I just feel like it could be really creepy. <laughs> Chances are. <laughs> but I also think it could be really, say it with me, cool and or cute. Mm-hmm. Well, count me in. Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously you're there, queen. Get it? Because of poker. Oh, I didn't get that, cards. but you're ca- cards. Uh, yeah, you're just so smart, Becca. You're you're just functioning on a different level than I. I don't even know how to play poker though. So <laughs> me neither. <sighs> Becca, what is that plant behind you? It's that parlor palm that you called out <laughs> when you were over here. You're like, it's looking a little sad. It's really cute in that color pot and on that little table. I know. I brought back that little table from from my sister's from the Brunswick County area code. Also, um, listeners to the pod will know that Becca has completed a handful of her DIY projects, one of which is on the wall behind her. Her And she, she was totally right to say it's not really macrame. I don't really know how to explain it. It is truly just ropes and sticks. <laughs> but it looks amazing. Thank you. It was so much work, and I don't even know if I like it anymore, but it took too much time and work for me to not like it so i took a pick <laughs> <laughs> and my um, and then, table is done yes i was gonna say your little square tile table did you grout it i did was the grout pink i made the grout pink how did you do that so i bought pre-made pre-mixed grout and if you get an acrylic based paint like I bought like the t- the smallest size of like wall paint basically mm-hmm. uh, in like a dark pink color because the color grout I bought was white so I just added a little bit of that and mixed it in a container until I got the color pink I wanted it looks incredible we'll be posting a pic of the little side <laughs> table with this app because I'm gagged we'll also be posting a pic of the uh, rope art um, I love, I, I literally love unemployed Becca just DIYing her little life away. I'm gonna, the coffee table I got, I'm just doing the top of that as well, the same way. So I still, I need to order more tile. But if anyone wants me to like grout their shit for a very small fee, all I ask is that you just like prep it in terms of like if it needs, the surface needs to be sanded or whatever, you know, 
just hit me up i've never grout a single thing in my life i literally love that you it's so fun carl you'd probably love it it looks insane it's a mess i don't have like a yard or anything to like do this stuff in so i put out a drop cloth in my living room and yesterday i just was covered in pink grout and there's just pink <laughs> grout everywhere <laughs> it's on the ceiling it's on the ceiling fan it really gets everywhere it's insane <laughs> okay i i've always i've always wanted to to try but i just have had nothing to do it on i'm sure you have something i want to replace my bathroom floor but that's like i should probably get more than one paycheck before i start thinking about that i'll come um, and help grout it <laughs> <laughs> for a small fee um okay so basically to try and get our little asses back on track um bring it back uh to bring our little asses back on track uh Um, you said how you discovered this yes how'd you discover this um i don't really remember but i do remember in our friend group probably discovering a couple of like i remember discovering the song goods and watching the music video for goods and being like blown away and being like this rocks and also their cover of these days by Nico. Nico? Nico. And I was like, oh my God, this rocks. And um, and going from there, because I have Bring It Back, um, Mountaintops, and my solo project in my iTunes. Yes. Wait, is Goods on this record? No. It was like, Goods is on like a little EP that came out a couple years before this record. Yeah, 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 yeah. The EP yeah, yeah. is called All Day. Yes. Okay. There's a there's I I yes I having worked backwards from this record I remember loving that EP. There's insane stuff on that EP. Oh, polyvinyl. I didn't realize this came out on polyvinyl. <laughs> All Day did. That's cool. Um, wow. Yeah. This band is just really great. I remember at I obviously followed this band from this record moving forward and loved rearrange us. Um, loved Mountaintops. Didn't do the covers mixtape too much because I typically don't. J'adore when a band just releases a ton of covers at once, which is ironic and oxymoronic for me to say because my band records a cover every year and releases it. That's not has... a whole album of covers, That's though. true. I did think it was in sane boots that on their crushes mixtape, they covered Son et Lumiere by the Mars Volta. What the fuck? To literally... I, I'm so glad I actively just remembered that because that is so absolutely batshit crazy, but they do a great job. <laughs> also, they cover Laura by Girls, amazing song that we all love. Mm. Um, yeah, that is just so psycho boots. But um, okay, so to bring it back to bring it back, um, I was so relieved to see that Pitchfork gave this a slightly decent score. Yeah, the review has nothing but good things to say but then turns around and gives it a 7.8 but it's also like in general i think 7.8 is high for pitchfork i think that that's like really high actually but the review doesn't really explain why it's so good they spend a lot of time kind of talking about other stuff that's not the band they're um just to give our listeners an idea of some snippets from this review 
For the actor, which makes a joyous racket of music box twinkles and gilt trumpet, would be considered perfidious atop a surfeit of accoutrements. Surfeit? I don't even... Girl. SAT vocab words the house down. <laughs> and then there's another part where I was like, instead of just saying, like, vocals or whatever, they keep saying, like, Gardner's heart and hands vociferations and then in the same sentence ends with vociferations (laughs) literally like what is this like a medical research paper or is this like war and peace why is it so crazy it's literally writing an essay for college or high school and just looking up synonyms for words and then pasting them in Okay, that sentence, the vociferations sentence, is absolutely insane. It says, atop whimsical keys instead of chugging axes, Gardner's heart and hands vociferations. Listen, less like blustery emo and more like dot, 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 heart and hands vociferations. It literally feels, this feels like an SNL sketch about a record review. Vociferations. What in the absolute heaven and hell on earth is going on with this? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, but okay, so this album rocks. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> uh, do you want to dig in a little bit to the track listing? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm actually going to open it on Spotify. Give me one millisecond. Um, Maids of State. They're so cute. Yeah, they just had another kid in 2017. Oh my god, wow. Mm-hmm. Um... Is that two for them? Three. Three, wow. Yeah, they have two that are like closer in age, and I'm guessing this one was like not planned because... Or maybe it was. Who knows? Who am I to say? But I feel like when you have a baby that late in in stage, and especially at like a later age, it's never exactly planned. I mean, that could be very tea. As someone who will never have a biological baby, I don't I can't, I don't have much to say on that topic. Um, but I will say, listening to this album for the pod, I had not listened to this record in probably 10 years. Um, because, again, I followed this band after this fact and um, loved everything that they put out. So I was just going ape on all of that and not ever really revisiting this. Um, and I forgot that the album opens with, say it with me, track one, Think mm-hmm. Long. And it is so good. Mm-hmm. This song is kind of like, I don't want to say it's moody, but it does kind of like skirt this line of like not being so um, sugar-coated and like overwhelming like a lot of their other stuff could be. They've always like, I feel like they always did kind of um, toil in like the darker side of pop music. I think the Pitchfork Review even uses those exact words to say this. Mm-hmm. Um, but this song is just so this song has amazing atmosphere and is just a moody little ditty Fika, what do you think about think long it's so good um so pitchfork review also talks about or i guess they quote them in saying that uh corey gardner and jason hamill said that they attach parts together until they make a whole song which becomes really apparent but like it's never like how the fuck like what were we listening to last night some like 
early 2000s very seen song where it was starting out and everyone was like if if you don't know the song by the chorus you'll know the song and the people who knew the song were like but I can't think of how we get to the chorus because it's so <laughs> different from what's happening right now. <laughs> and it's not like that. It's not like different songs. It, the, the transitions make sense and they're done very well. But um, yeah, it's like such a simple composition, but they kill vocal melodies and like they create complicated vocal compositions that make up for the fact that it's just like drums and like a simple keyboard melody and like layered keys. Yeah. They fill a lot of space with a lot of interesting parts for it to just be two people that are both, they both happen to be singing. Um, yeah, I totally agree. I think before this, like on Team Boo and All Day and um, is it our My Solo Project, Our Solo Project, whatever the first thing they put out. My Solo Project. My Solo Project. I think that they, I think the, the differences between the parts that compose one song was a little more jarring. And I think that this is kind of where it starts to turn and just become like, like the parts are still a little different that you can tell that they're like assembled in an interesting way, but they complement each other more and start to feel a little more cohesive. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that this band continues to work on after this. And it's just like so cool to like see them at this peak like nailing it mm -hmm. like yeah. it's like so it's so it makes me smile this record is so insanely good i think think long absolutely rocks yeah and the vocal the like there's like dry vocals happening and then Corey has like some sort of effect on her vocals when she's saying like bethany writing this one to its grave Yes. This fucking fruit fly <laughs> after me. Oh my god! I wish we had been of that. That was so amazing. It Becca keeps trying to fly into mic. my eyeball. I swear to God. The pop filter just spun. That kind of hurt. I hit my arm. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Jesus. Yeah. They do this. Song, this song Loki has everything in it. Like, it, it's all in there. Mm -hmm. It's just... And none of it's overwhelming. It's not, like, um, beating you over the head. It's really cool. It's so good. Um, and the ending is so good. Yes. I can't even, like... The harmonies make it impossible to match. Corey is so good at her instrument. And Singing. Jason is so incredibly good at his instrument as well. They have They're such just, like, complimenting voices, too. They really, really do. Um, okay, track two. It rocks. Oh, yes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I, she might have said it. I don't know. Okay, track two is a little song called Fraud in the 80s. You mentioning our like group of friends being obsessed with this band. This song had a chokehold on our group of friends at some point in time. Like, it was just like everything. This song is um, so good. <laughs> this song put an embargo on that micro cork tone though the like the squawky duck reedy sound like every time i click on that setting on the micro cork i'm like i can't even use this because fraud in the 80s like ended it it's so good when the song came on i was just like dude <laughs> the i mean uh the keyboard melody like get out of here 
the drums the like cymbals are like kind of are like distorted which makes it sound so cool the vocal melody i mean the main vocal i mean even the like keyboard uh the keyboard tone has like a vocal quality to it almost it literally does it looks like you're about to fly out of your seat i literally (laughs) could i'm listening to the song and i'm just like it's so incredibly good I literally, I wish I wrote this song. It's, I like was going to, I'm sorry. I was going to say insane. I was going to say the chorus is so good. And then I get to the verse every time. And I'm like, okay, the verse is insanely good. And I'm like, wait, okay. That just means all the parts are insanely good. Also, and the glistening of makeup helps to construct a better clown is an amazing line. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. The lower piano keys that come in that build up to chorus like yeah there's they do an amazing job of grounding this kind of loose and wild um reedy synth melody it's so good you could surely try to be be more alive so good well even before that like the i guess the other part the top the part i'm talking about where the lower piano keys are coming in and they build up to like you will surely find yeah, this up into the news. chorus. You will surely find this news. It's like big, um, like whole notes, like mm-hmm. on the the piano, like the boom, boom. Yeah. It's so good. Yes, 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 yes. I like. Okay, so I know we saw this band, um, at some point in time. Me was and it you? A, I thought so. I no. I, a bunch of a bunch. Of, <laughs> I saw this band with a bunch of people, and I just I unfortunately assumed you were there. I'm sorry. I was be... not. I've never seen this band live, unfortunately. Well, I was just gonna make a comment about how listening to this record as a fan, having not seen this band, I was like, "There's no way they could do this live. It's just like Overdub City." And then seeing them live and like not ever, not even thinking about any part being missing because it's just like so. They just do it. They did it live. They did some version. If they didn't do everything exactly like this, they did it so close that you would have no idea that things were missing. They're just very, very talented. I think the song actually fucks. The song absolutely fucks. God, fraud in the I 80s. Mean, ugh. I'm trying to get to the... Ugh. Okay. Everything just is stripped away, and it's that cutest little keyboard tone that's just like playing the chords. yes and then their vocals start to become intertwined and then it comes back so like a full force just like in your face like they're so good yeah this song absolutely fucks fraud in the 80s fucks it's really good one of the best songs we've ever talked about on the podcast i think Mm mm-hmm Okay, track three is a sweet ditty called Like You Crazy. Totally forgot this song existed until I listened for the pod. And the minute it started, I was like, mm-hmm. I felt like I got shot through the heart. I was like, this song is so sweet. Mm-hmm. There is something, there's something so magical about the little, like, I don't, I, <laughs> I got stage fright. I was afraid to <laughs> sing it. It was like a little automatopoeic. Like, <laughs> it's, crazy, it's so good. Crazy. 
Oh, man. I feel like there are a couple lines in the song that I'm like, wow. I mean, the opening lines are so good. But also, the song just like, I have in my notes, vocal melody, the house down. <laughs> really, truly. And I it kind of has... Sorry. No, oh my God, Becca, please. Um, no, I just... It kind of has musical qualities, but in like a really endearing way and in not like a I am belting this out loud way. It's like very like, I don't know. It's like the sweet, sad little song of a musical. Yeah. Um, Hot summer's repeating, bubs noticing bees in the air. I'm like, who's Bubs? Bubs is their kid because I was lurking on their Instagram and they posted a pic of their youngest kid who's now like three on the piano and like singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and I heard Jason refer to her as Bubs. So I'm guessing that's like a nickname for their kids. Also, what is, this is the first time we see them reference a rail, like this rail won't get off this rail. And then there's another song where they mention the rail. And I'm like, what is this rail? I wonder. I wonder if it's a physical thing or if it's like the metaphorical, like off the rails sort of vibe. Mm. Um, I literally, the line, I can't wait to say all the things you can't see that make you better is like, that line is unbelievably good. Mm -hmm. It's so, it's so sweet. And it's all just like plain old piano in this. It is. Yeah, there's no wild synth or there might be like a little bit of organ. They, I love that they, the Pitchwork review refers to them as drums and organ. I'm like... The fuck? Like, maybe like at one point in time, but like it definitely didn't stay like that for very long, I don't think. No. Yeah. Pitchfork, like especially this era that we continue to talk about on this podcast, they were like addicted to just like pigeonholing things and like for real. So so strange. Gah. Um, yeah, this song is unbelievably good. I do just want to say, as someone who like you know is in love at this very moment in time, there is something so amazing about like talking to your partner about the things that you like about them that they might not even know that they do. There's like, like there's something magic in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it's something really cool. in uh, liking someone crazy. There is, you know, there, there really is just something in liking someone crazy. Mm-hmm. I love the song. The vocal, I like want to hear some famous singer try to sing this. <clears throat> Because I feel like it's impossible to sing as a normal person and make it sound even decent. (laughs) This song? Yeah. I can't wait to say. I literally could hear that in like Adele's voice. Am I crazy? I don't know. It kind of rises like an Adele hook. (gasps) Hook. I didn't say it like that. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, that feel when you were breathing in and speaking. Um, All I love things you can't say. <laughs> you can't say. I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say this song also fucks. I'll say it fucks as well. <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, 
Damn, ho. This sucker's good as fuck. Okay. <laughs> Track four is a song called Beautiful Dream- Dreamer. Beautiful Dreamer. That was... I tripping over my own words. Oh, my God. This song does not have very many plays on Miss Spotify. There's so many... I think the song has the most key tones going on. I, you think so? I was, I was very... I was doing some uh, intense listening and there's like the staccato chords going on and then there's like uh yeah that's like organ chords going on and then there's like sustained single organ notes and then there's like an 8-bit sort of sounding key going on as well and then the normal piano on top of all of that once it like it's like the bridge i guess yes i now that you're talking about this i'm listening to it and it's insane to think about the keyboards that's happening they're happening on the left side of the headphones and the right side and at every little junction of the song it changes oh my god the shaker yeah i i was like and then we get into the chorus and you bring in the tamarind the shaker it sounds like they at they have actual bass once you hit the chorus but i'm positive it's just a keyboard almost positive pretty positive and then also the- sorry no please what are you gonna say? also we get the lyric that is the title of the album yes there was a time we lived in truth let's bring it back uh, okay there's something so what i was gonna say is there's something so addicting about the drums in the verse how like at the end of every measure, it like resolves with that little hi-hat. That's so good. These two people are just beyond. They're too good. I was reading on, um, I was looking on song meanings because Genius doesn't have annotations and I was just like curious to see what people were saying about the songs and no, this, Okay, ignore that. Uh, this was, I did not read this on song meanings. This was, <laughs> okay. I think, on Instagram or something. Someone <laughs> commented about how, like, their songs are, like, impossible to figure out and how, like, that's a really cool thing and, like, a good sign that they do something really unique, which I, I'm like, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I truly, I feel like, I'm more likely to find the cure for COVID-19 than to figure out how to play even one of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this shit is... It's so... But that's the thing, too. It It is unbelievable, but it's not like, look at me, I'm unbelievable. Yeah. They're just, like, oh. doing their thing, and they're just, like, honing in on their... Ta- on their talent. She whenever. just swallowed the fly. <laughs> I wish, and then it would stop flying in my face and scaring the shit out of me. Well, I mean, okay, ultimately, if you swallowed it, isn't that kind of like what you're fearing when it's flying directly at your face? No, it just startles me. Uh, and I think it's going to fly directly into my eyeball. I've had a fly fly into my eye. It's really not that bad. Okay. I'm just saying I'm not saying you shouldn't freak out and smack your microphone or jump 15 feet back but in general you'll be okay you'll survive Becca I Perhaps really think I'll that die. you'll get through the, there was an old lady who swallowed a fly I think about that bitch all the time that book was um, so fun 
<laughs> now we're we're reviewing books on the pod. And we're opening our first episode of reviewing books is there's an old lady who swallowed a fly. I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. Um I <laughs> I won't go into I literally <laughs> I have like a shit eating grin on my face right now because I was like listening to the end of Beautiful Dreamer and we're talking about Lady of Spot Fly. I'm just like having so much fun. <laughs> um, I think Beautiful Dreamer, I don't want to say it fucks because I just said two songs in a row, fuck, but this song is so unbelievably good. There's no denying it absolutely rocks. Um, I think the song fucks. Okay, I think the song fucks too. <laughs> 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 Damn. All right. So that brings us to track five, What It Means, um, which I'm just going to go ahead and say is the least streamed song on Spotify, which I think is not, I don't think that's necessarily right. Mm-hmm. You know what I think it is? I think it's sexist. It's, it opens with. It's Jason only singing. Jason vocals on this song. Whole song? Yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm listening a little bit. When this song, okay, so just listeners at home or anyone who hasn't listened to this record in a while, it opens with mostly piano, a little bit of percussion, and Jason singing this beautiful kind of slow, sweet part. And then when it all kicks in, oh my god, the little cymbal roll into it is so good. I figured you'd say this song is vaudeville. It is a little vaudeville, but there's there's something about it that's not... Like, when I'm thinking vaudeville, when I'm describing a song as vaudeville, I'm, like, imagining, like, an owl with, like, a cane under his wing, like, strutting around, like, looking really stupid. And he's on, like, a maroon, like, ornate gold wallpaper background. And I hate that imagery. This does not give me that imagery. Okay. Do you see him when you hear a song that sounds vaudeville? When I think of vaudeville, I see red, like, wide red and white striped walls and like creepy lighting and like someone in a top hat that's circus but i could see that being related to vaudeville i'm fucking i've never i'm gonna google image search vaudeville look the, one that. of the first things that comes up is someone in a top hat <laughs> maybe i really oh there's a lot of circus imagery with vaudeville yeah Maybe I am thinking of something You're else. You're thinking of like, I don't know. I'm thinking like Panic at the Disco, um, the second half of A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Been describing everything as vaudeville without actually knowing what it was. I hate it though. I'm still saying my definition of, by my definition of vaudeville, everything checks out that I've said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I, okay, with all of this being said, I will say that I think what it means is perfect where it is in the track listing. I think we need a song like this between Beautiful Dreamer and what is coming up next. I agree. It's also our kind of like first, I don't want to say low moment because like like You Crazy is essentially a slow jam, I would venture to say. Um, but it is kind of like our first like sparse moment. Mm-hmm. And we, you're right, we're fast approaching something that is very the opposite of that. <laughs> I, I think what it means, yeah, I think you're right. It's a sinking, it's an album, it's a track listing sinking miracle. It's great. I think it rocks. It rocks. 
Okay, track six is what I would argue might be the crown jewel of this record. A song that long before it it reached commercial success, which it did, this song ruled my life, my ass, my cock, my balls, my hole, my face, my heart, my brain. This song was like my national anthem for a long time. And that song is called For the Actor. Becca, how do you feel about For the Actor? Um, I'm not, I didn't ask you that just because you were feasting on popcorn either. Oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, so this was featured on an AT and T Royal Caribbean cruise commercial. <laughs> but that was like way after the fact, right? I, like I had definitely been a fan of this song for at least a year, maybe two years, maybe longer before that happened. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's just it's so good. The harms going on. Is it guitar happening or just like keyboard that sounds like guitar? Well, the Pitchfork review makes note of that and says that it is keyboard that sounds like guitar. Mm. But yeah, it's definitely just distorted keyboard. Okay. And like, it's it's just so fun. There's xylophone in this. The roundabout, is that what it's called? The vocals where it's like row, row, row your boat. Is that, roundabout? I don't feel like that's right. I've really never heard cool. of that. What is it? I know canon is where like vocals happen one after another. Um, I wouldn't challenge your home. In the pink it, it's a round. So I was close. Yeah, that was you couldn't have been closer, really. Um, but they kind of do that in the song at towards the end, which is fun and cool. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought we were so. I thought you were gonna say something about like the first half of the it's song. It's like the yeah, last totally. quarter of the song. It, they like keep it interesting by doing that. Yeah, they do. I mean, it's so good. What about you, Carl? I love this song. I think this song is a musical masterpiece. I think it's a lyrical masterpiece. It's just so like relatable, and it's packaged in such a sparkly way. It's just like really good songwriting Absolutely. from the ground up there are some lines that make me want to jump out of my chair run through drywall jump off a cliff um let's look <laughs> i love um if it's not what you thought it was legs are for discovering that's so good mm-hmm. um legs are for discovering Yes, and it's funny because that's like that almost has the like city is my church M eighty three quality where it's like if you don't catch any other lyrics, you catch those lyrics. I don't um, get that reference. What is that M eighty three song that was like huge? The Victoria's Secret song. I have no idea what you're talking about. The da 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 What's the name of that song? I'm sorry, I regret even bringing this up now, but I simply must. Midnight City don't know it you have becca you're literally and you won't google it because you're too busy eating popcorn (laughs) i'm done that was the last of it (laughs) i've heard that literally before Um, no um um, what is it called midnight city city Mm mm-hmm m83 mm-hmm okay I uh, love the lyrics. Uh, oh. Put your life on the- yes. <laughs> okay. I 
I'm about to try and get back on topic, and you're like, yeah, ah! <laughs> okay. Um, you know how, like, famously in the song, it's like, no one knows what any of the lyrics are, except for that part where he goes, city is my church! I did you not know. know there were lyrics to this song. Of course there's lyrics to this song. I thought it was all just... I mean, clearly that is... They were so popular at one point, I feel like. M83, yeah, they're massive. I saw them on tour for that album, Junk. Were you a fan? And it was... I was... I'm still a fan. Saturdays Equals Youth is a great record. That was, like, the first one I got into. Then I obviously lost my forking mind with Hurry Up, We're Dreaming. Junk, I still stand Junk. I thought Junk was great. I definitely am off of it now. Um, I think that that man, this is not an M83 episode of this podcast, but I'm pretty sure that man soundtracked a gay movie where the gay man, one of the, pro, I don't know if he's protagonist or antagonist, but one of the gay men dies, he gets murdered, and his name is Carl with a K. What is this? What movie? I don't know. It was some movie, some M83 movie. Oh my God, I'm frozen. Am I, can you hear me? You're frozen, but I can hear you. Oh no. My okay. face has really never looked more symmetrical than it looks like you got bad plastic surgery carl (laughs) okay (laughs) shut up (laughs) oh i like that it's still frozen oh wait there we go (laughs) this is crazy this is the longest my screen's ever been frozen (laughs) okay Um, we're not here to talk about m83 we're here to talk about i know i know i know uh Um, this song is just literally god tier. Like, you know, before any other song we've ever talked about on the podcast, fucked this song fucks. <laughs> I'm addicted to me talking my little head off and me being so frozen on your screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the actor fucks. Yes, undoubtedly. What if um, I was just thinking about funny gags I could do right now with my incredibly frozen screen? <laughs> what if, <laughs> what if when it unfroze, I I was wearing like a completely different outfit? What if I was wearing a wedding dress? That'd be amazing. <laughs> 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 I look literally. It's gonna unfreeze. I'm gonna look so ugly because I look literally like giggling my absolute ass off at this. It unfreezes. You're in a completely different location. <laughs> I'm on Mars. <laughs> okay. Um, so funny. I like it. Okay. Drag seven. Uh, you, uh, to be experiencing this right now before this song is so fucked up. <laughs> Oh my god. Like stop your video and then turn it back on. How do you do that? There's a button on the bottom. Oh, it says stop video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm back. Hold on, wait. I was gonna try to recreate the face, but I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Thank you for being so smart um and fixing that. So track seven is a song called Nature and the Rack, which is definitely our most um I don't want to say emo, but just like emotional song. Mm-hmm. Time to cry. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do talk about the rails here. Oh, is this the rail song? Another yeah. rail song? Spying shows your limbs caught in the rails. Yeah. And then the other one that mentions the rails also is like a reference they reference their child, right? Oh yeah, yeah.
Someone on Song Meaning says, looking like spying shows, your limbs caught in the rails. These simple games will soon be growing tails. Looking through the crib and how this will be fond memories. Oh. But what was the context of the other mention of rails? Oh my god, the way I have not thought about a crib. in so long and and that's even with friends that have babies now what is is it like you crazy let's see with the mention of bub yeah won't get off this rail then great hope remains honestly but that doesn't make sense well it's, it is a line about yeah. bub it says bub's noticing trees bees in the, in the air. air or bees in the won't air won't get off this rail won't get off this rail i don't fucking know yeah me neither but it is cute Maybe- someone else has a theory do you think this is like a song from from Corey to jason or do you think this has, has to do to with do their, their kid? kid was that you what was that sound no. it was like what did it sound like uh, oh maybe it was <laughs> my mouth was open and my tongue was like it's the roof of my mouth <laughs> um Oh yeah, and then there's baby sounds yeah. at the end of the song. And and I mean it Okay, where am I? Lyrics. I'm so Okay, nature in the wreck. Your arms are like the trees. I know I haven't said enough. I know we haven't said enough. How I will protect and how each day matters. Um these simple games will soon be growing tales and how I will protect. Yes. I I know we haven't said enough, but I know I've never loved this much. Yeah, I could see that being sentiment to a child. It's just like sweet sentiment in general from any one person to anyone else. Oh, um, it's so another commenter insight. What? The song is apparently about when Jason and Corey were in a car crash when Magnolia, their kid, was in the car. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. This song is about Magnolia. That's such a cute baby. They name. have uh is it Magnolia? I can't remember the other one, but the latest one's name is Phoebe. Phoebe. Mm-hmm. That's really that's really they're cool parents. I wish they were my parents, though I do love I I love my mom and my dad is a sorted figure that has redeeming qualities, so I'm not totally upset by my existence on earth but these if my parents were these two people things would be a lot different i, I can mean tell you that much. magnolia if that's their first kid she's like a teenager in high school about to graduate which is crazy and from lurking on their instagram it's either the oldest or the middle one are also great at singing they have videos of them singing at like talent shows and stuff and they're so good and they look just like Corey. That's oh, that's cool. I love that. Yeah. It's, uh, I these two people like give me so much hope, and I think that that's really great. Um, I know rearrange just has like more songs kind of about their personal relationship. I I don't know why I'm saying that. I just think I know that, and I like really liked getting. I just love them. I support them so much. Also, um, at some point in time, I definitely own a copy. I I came into a. I acquired that was really hard to say. I acquired a copy of uh, the Mates of State DVD, 
the movie Two of Us, which right. is like about them making one I of the like records. You made me watch and that I, with you at some point. Most definitely. I was like obsessed with like anyone that liked that band enough to like warrant 45 minutes to an hour plus of their time. That's where I, there's the part. Oh my gosh. Sentences are hard to form. I know. Oh. We're at that point of the pod too where both of our brains are just mush. Okay. Where I talked about how I saw a video of them and they did a cover of These Days by Nico. It's a clip from that. Okay. Documentary or whatever. Yeah, it is. I'd say it's a documentary. It's like some sort of home movie montage documentary type thing. That's cool. I forgot about that. Also, famously, Dylan, our friend Dylan, who we talk about all the time on the pod, he had a Fest 3, I think, poster for like the Fest that happens every year in Gainesville, Florida. I think it was like the third year Mates of State was like one of the headlining bands. They were like really high on the roster. It's insane to think about them playing Fez. Fez? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think they play Fest in the documentary. I that's could fun. Could and be funny. making this shit up. But yeah, they're a Fest band at some point in time. Um before we move on from Nature and the Wreck, I do want to point out how the mix of the kick drum is a chef's kiss. Is it? Yeah, it's like very dramatic and subtle at the same time. It's very muffled. Oh, yes. Yeah, it sounds so good. It's like heartbeat sounding. Wow. Mm-hmm. This song rocks. Mm-hmm. It rocks. Okay, track eight is a song called So Many Ways. Um, This keyboard line is like, it's like the perfect mix of like Mitch. It's the perfect Mitch. Who's Mitch Jones? It's like the perfect (laughs) Mitch of, um, of like beautiful and like, it's like dreamy and catchy. It has like hyper pop qualities. I really don't have much to say about this song, to be honest. Um, I think the best part is like towards the end where they're like, whoa, oh, oh, what, what have you given, given me? It's nothing and everything. Yes, that's absolutely the, that part makes me want to jump out of my chair. That shit is really good. Also, it feels like this could be the last song on the record if it wanted to be. If it was 2021, this would be the end of our eight-song album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love this song. I think this song, I also don't have a ton to say. I think it's really, really good. I think that it is still, it keeps you hooked. And at this point of a record is when you could be getting unhooked. So I think that it's a job well done. I love this song. I think it rocks. Mm-hmm. There's like a child screaming outside. Your house? Oh, it's not a child. It's my chair squeaking as I sit in it and turn my Your butt. chair. The way you said chair sounds like you were about to say, like, Charizard. Like, oh, it's my char. <laughs> it's my Charizard. <laughs> um, okay, Becca, stop attacking my voice, my <laughs> vocal quality. It's just karma for all the times you make fun of the way I say things. I have never done that. I would never do that to you because I'm what really nice. Um, mm-hmm. Track nine is a song called... I didn't even say my verdict. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Becca, what's your verdict? 
I read, I just read on song meaning, someone said um, the whole song is about them living in, but mostly getting tired of San Francisco, which I think rocks. I've never thought about where they lived. That's crazy. So they started out in San Francisco and then moved to Vermont and then Connecticut, I believe, and they're still in Connecticut. Okay, cute. But they hail from Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas, I think. That is so random. Um, the song rocks. It absolutely rocks. Okay, track nine is a song called Punchlines. Um, to me, Punchlines kind of moves really similarly to So Many Ways. Um, but it's like if So Many Ways and Fraud in the 80s combined. Do you agree with that statement? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Well, I'm not in any position to defend it because I just came up with it right now. But I, I will. Think... <laughs> what does she Go think? Go ahead. No, what does she think? She's got I thoughts. I think this song goes so hard. It does. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't making those comparisons to belittle it. I was just making those comparisons to say that this is what it sounds like to me. The song goes ape shit. Uh... This is a fest song. Yeah, do they trade off vocals? In my head, it's like them switching lines. No, I don't think they do. It's like, there's a lot of them at the same time. But sometimes it's just Corey, and then it's them together. Yeah, it's, oh yeah, he like, Jason like, accents lines. The song, oh, the song is so good. The transition to the chorus is so fucking good. When it the is. drums come in, it absolutely Dude, cut, rocks. Cut. And then in the post-chorus, there's like the build-up to like a screaming moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. the distortion and the echo on it is so perfect. We're doing it again. It's a headbanger. It's a headbanger. I wish the pod was video in moments like this. And then the... Let me skip to it. To the car red name of the sun. Oh, oh the ending, yes. After thought, get into the car red, you pointed at the west. Yeah, this song is... This song deserves a Grammy. Get into the car and point it at the west. Whoa! <laughs> Editing this is going to be so fucked up. <laughs> and they keep getting like higher like yeah. their vocal it steps oh. up every time <laughs> it's so good get into the car and point it at the whistle <laughs> it's so good yes it really is psychotically good this song fucks oh, this no song way. absolutely fucks oh wow damn Okay, track 10, our closing track, is a song called Running Out that I forgot about, but oh my god, is it good. Mm-hmm. It's also so fun to go from, from punchlines to this song where the vocals <laughs> are so dry and just like, it's like such a serious moment. Mm-hmm. Do you think the song is about them moving? Um, let me read the lyrics. I feel like this like could be like them 
Hold on, I gotta pause it so I can I can form this thought. <laughs> I feel like this song is about like um like kind of like hitting a personal wall with your career and your personal life. Especially when your career, the line about tired of singing makes me think this, where it's like, you know, you have to just at some point in time mix it up to continue to feel invigorated by the things that you're doing. Um I feel like that the hitting that sort of wall can cause like interpersonal conflict that is unnecessary just because you're at wit's end. And I feel like mm-hmm. this, we both know that like anyone probably listening to this pod knows that pursuing music is a very hard career to make lucrative. Um, so I just feel like this signifies a lot of that. Them talking about like literally selling their home for what yeah. it's worth in paper. And I moving. mean, absolutely. I think it's about like just, yeah, just running out and away from their old and mundane lives and yeah. everyday shit. I mean, mix it up, baby, mix it up. That's basically, I was uh, talking with a friend yesterday about how she was saying, like, I feel like out of all my friends, you like hustle the most and like you just like move a lot. And like, I'm like, no, that's just because I'm unhappy somewhere. And I think if I move, I'll be (laughs) happy, (laughs) which is literally kind of like this song. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's pros and cons to that sort of, to acting on those sort of impulses and thinking like that. It's not like all bad or all good. Like it's just a way Mm -hmm. to do things. And I think that if it works for you, it works for you. I think it's literally, this is like a heart to heart moment between the two of us that can easily get edited out. But I think that it is like really cool to see you like happy and having fun in this setting, like with Steven even though like you know you're not you didn't like you moved here for work and now that job is like not a thing but you're like (laughs) doing all this other shit that's like so much more like fun to witness and like fulfilling to witness it's cool yeah it has been like so much better like i've been so much happier since i moved here that's great that's like Mm. so i like literally love to hear that yeah I think about the bit of him scaring you and that screenshot of your face like literally every day. This shit is next uh, level funny. You'll have to cut this, but last night um, we were like all hanging out like his group of friends and went back to his place to sleep and we could like not sleep and we were up at like 6.50 a.m. discussing fucking like carpet versus hardwood flooring. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I love that. Uh, just sleeping terribly and then just having a deep discussion about carpeting. <laughs> I love I love that kind of shit. When you can find someone that you can like literally zoom out on moments like that and realize how funny it is together, like that's priceless. Yeah. That's cool. It rocks. It does rock. And you know what else rocks? I think this song rocks. I think this song rocks, too. Also, I love that it's the last song and she's literally singing, tired of singing. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like it, that's so cool. It is really cool. Like, sometimes, sometimes, like, something like that that's, like, so obvious can be annoying. But in this moment, it's just, like, real. It's believable. It's, like, just poetic. It's so sickening. Mm-hmm. I literally... I love this band so much. Yeah. Everyone needs to go and listen to them. Yeah, if you've never... Matt and least... Kim could never. Oh, Matt and Kim, I feel like we're very... And Matt and Kim also having been a band that played fast, I feel like... 
I feel like the similarities don't just stop there. Um, I'm sure that one was influenced a lot by the other, and maybe vice versa even after a certain point. But Mm-mm. I, you don't think so? <laughs> it's insane. Maybe to me we... like they were inspired by. Uh, maids of state and the fact that they had children and then matt and kim were like let's make music for a band we <laughs> admire let's do it for the kids you for know their kids yeah for bubs um, yeah i literally yeah i just love this song i think this record is amazing becca what do you think you said the song rocks mm-hmm. god wow okay so we've reached the end of the record is there anything else you'd like to say about this album before we deliver our final verdict um, I will just say to please go listen to it. Give it a try. I know a lot of our listeners only will listen to episodes of albums that they're familiar with, but please become familiar with this album. Thank yeah. you. It has never been more, <laughs> looking at the stats, it has never been more apparent as we pick kind of like more like obscure choices. The listenership goes down so much. And I'm like, just please, for the love of God, like, hear us out we have good taste yeah and if, if we're talking about a record that we end up not liking hopefully it's entertaining yeah and maybe you could go listen to it yourself and make up your own mind always a need for new music yeah especially old music there's like such a focus on like capital n new music and it's like no there's like just a lot of good music that's already out there and has been for a while yeah like, it's never too late to discover a new band and their iconic discography Absolutely. god Okay, well, on that note, are you ready for final verdict? Yes. Oh, one thing I do want to say, too, is owning the CD, I am pretty sure, I don't, I haven't seen it with my own eyes in years, but in my mind, the actual disc has, like, a very chartreuse, like, yellow, fluorescent green, um, like, accent colors, and I think that that color being in the color palette with the blue and, like, the pink and the red and the white of the album cover is just, like, so beautiful. Like, I nice. just think that that's, like, a very complete color story. And I, as someone who loves color, that's my kind of shit. Um, Nick is FaceTiming me. Hold on. <laughs> hey, what's up? Oh, my God. Are you, about, are you recording a pod? Yeah, but we're, like, basically done. Okay, no. I'm hanging up. Okay, bye. Love you. Bye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, anyway, just the colors are good. Um, wow. Okay, I love this album. Are you ready for final verdict? Yeah. All right. One, two, three. It, it fucks. fucks. It fucks. There's no, literally, it feels so good to have us both say a record fucks. Ah! Ah! Fucking you... throw some confetti in the air. I was doing the punchline scream. Do you want to do the punchline scream on the count of three? Oh, God. Okay. All right, ready? One, two, three. Ah! 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 I just hiccuped. Okay. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to It Rocks or It Sucks. Bye. Bye. It Rocks or It Sucks is produced and edited by Becca High and Carl Kuhn. It's mixed and mastered by Becca High. You can follow the pod on Instagram or Twitter at It Rocks or It Sucks. Thanks for listening and feel free to like, follow, rate, review, share, do whatever you want. Bye.